money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Yay! This is like a part two of a show, so welcome to the show. If you missed part one, we did a part one, some really common budget busters. We uh, from we collected all the information from our, our uh, coaches and, and different, just different conversations we've had. So we couldn't fit them all in one show. So uh, again, if you haven't heard that show, you can find that show on morethanenough.ca. Not- Sometime in September. Yeah. I don't remember the date. Uh, well... Yeah, I don't remember the date. It was a September show. But, and then, then that show, I said, in October, we're going to do another one. Another one. And so Because we is. just couldn't get, get it all into well, one show. So, no. So, but not mine.ca and CHRI, CHRI and, and search your podcast. Find it uh, if you haven't done that. So, you know, that's the the part one. We had so much fun doing it. We're, gonna, we're doing part two today. Reb, you got a verse that you want to launch us into that with. So why don't we start with that? <laughs> I'm we're just, launching. Yeah, we're launching into budget busters. Uh, yeah, so. you know, so just to give context, to remind you, um, we went to our coaches and said, what are some, you know, leaks, some things that draw people away from budget keeping? We at More Than Enough use a word, two words called spending plans, not budgets for reasons you can ask us about another day. But for the sake of the coolness of having two B words together, we're calling it budget busters. So the scripture that I picked for this morning has been a verse that has been going through my head over and over and over. And actually, it goes along with a Brian Dirksen song that has been going in my head over and over and over called um, uh, The Jesus Way. So, um, Dan, you can play that song for me today at noon. Um, <laughs> so make the a first note of that. request for the noon show uh, for dad. There you go. <laughs> the Jesus Way by Brian Dirksen. Go listen to it because it's taken from some of the words in Psalm 25. And um, instead of me singing it, but the tune is in my head. It, you know, Psalm 25 verse four says, "Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all the day." If we will, this is the starting point for, and I said it in the last budget busting show, that one of the biggest budget busters, the things that we can do so that we are, our budgets stay whole is to invite God into our financial story, is to invite him in. And again, so I wanted to use these verses again, you know, um, Psalm 25, this applies to our whole lives, but we can say to the Lord every day, show me your path for my finances, Lord, teach me my, your financial path for me, lead me in the truth and teach me how to best steward and manage your finances for you are my God and on you I wait. And as you teach me, as you show me, I'm waiting on you. And that word wait, I learned from one of my prayer groups this fall has been, we intertwine ourselves with God. Mm. It's like we're a toddler holding onto a mama's leg while she's trying to make supper. 
We're just not letting go. So is that, that's a great question to start the show with. In, in your financial journey, are you intertwining and waiting um, on the Lord with the Lord? Because you're not waiting. I, I often have this picture of waiting on God um, where we're, we've come to see Abba Father for some, you know, mm-hmm. and we're in the waiting room of a doctor's office, but Jesus is there with us. He's sticking right next to us and we're waiting together. Um, while we come with our financial needs or we come with any needs, while we come with our questions, while we come with our laments, with the, when we come with our praise, Jesus is, is there. The Holy Spirit is also there stirring and moving as we wait on God. So we are not left alone to wait. Sometimes we think waiting is like isolation and aloneness. And we've all, lots of us have experienced that in the last two years. But this isn't that. Jesus is with us and waiting and we, he is teaching us. So um, that is my biggest encouragement today as we talk about budget busters. Now to reframe, to not reframe, but to go over what we talked briefly about, I actually went back and listened to the show so I'd know what we talked <laughs> about. Um, one is, um, this is what we encourage you to do. So we pray, invite God in, slow down because Dave says speed, not speed only kills. kills on the highway, but it speed can kill your finances. So that also, you know, and make a plan and stick to it. Get some financial awareness, like learn, learn how to, to make a spending plan and then actually do what you've decided to do. Um, the other one is communicate, 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 communicate. I don't need to say more. Then we talked about building an emergency cushion. And um, we have uh, a 30-minute video on our YouTube channel, or you can access it uh, by contacting our office, morethanenough.ca, and we'll send you the 30-minute video on how to build an emergency cushion and use a debt snowball to pay down your debt. Um, And the other one was don't use easy credit. So So that's all in recap. That's all in recap. So today we're going to talk about um, some bigger things mm-hmm. or smaller things like small, say, small, small big, things that add up to big, big things. things. Yes. Right? So we're going to talk about those. Mm-hmm. So Dave, what is the first one on our list that came out of our coaches? So, and, and this is, uh, I like to use the metaphor, but these are just small little leaks. So if you think of, Hey, I, I get paid and all of the money goes into my bank account and that bank account is like a bucket, right? So for those of us that are visual, we can go, Hey, I put all of my, my money into the bucket, and then I'm going to take my bucket out into the world, and I'm going to spend the money that's in my bucket. And while you're on that journey out into the world, the bucket has some leaks, uh, and there's, you know, they, there's a hole in my yeah. bucket. No, I dear wasn't going to sing the song, but Liza. there you are. There it is. So, so, so we want to, we want to, you know, again, uh, when we use that metaphor, you just kind of look down, and not only is the bucket leaking, but my leg is all wet, right? You know, like. <laughs> It becomes pretty obvious, but in our world, um, these are the places where maybe somebody's, uh, you know, some of the subscriptions that you have that you don't need anymore, or you know, uh, c- certainly with technology, there's there's a little bit of ten bucks here, ten bucks there, two bucks here, five bucks there, ten bucks, you know, and and these all add up to you know a, a couple hundred bucks a month, and so. Look at those and just simply saying, hey, so there- what is that in your budget in your spending plan? Well, in, in my spending plan, actually, one of, the, one of the big leaks is, is, um, 
I don't capture, if I use cash, I don't capture the change. It goes in the center console in the car. And like a couple of weeks later, a month later, Serena goes through it because she wants to buy something. And then all of that money, you know, goes somewhere else. So oh, I'm okay with that leak. But the reality is, is, is that something that I, I don't really pay attention to how much that is. But she invariably comes up with like five or six bucks out of and there all the time. she can go for a Tim Hortons. Um... And she offers to pay for mine, but it doesn't, you know, anyway, so all of that <laughs> kind of happens. All right. Subscriptions are a leak. Uh, like I said, they're uh, life I don't insurance. Think so no, but if you plan, if you plan for subscriptions, then they're not leaks. I would say the leaks are the unexpected. You're out driving the car and you think, oh, why don't we pop in here? I've, I, I realized that I needed this this week and you didn't plan for it. So sitting on your couch, scrolling through Amazon okay, on your well, phone. Yes. Well, okay. We did ask Dan. Okay. Maybe that, I should, I'm divulging Dan's leak, oh, but I'm, Dan, I, you have to forgive me. Okay. I'll say it's my leak too. Then we're together in it, Dan. Is Amazon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, but I know. Okay. Don't judge us for using Amazon if you're anti-Amazon. Don't judge us. Um, That's not the point. Whatever your whatever your place like Wayfair or Indigo Chapters or uh, Eddie Bauer or Moore's or whatever your online shopping is, that could be a leak if you haven't planned for it. I think it's whatever you haven't planned for. If you're out, literally, we say Tim's all the time, but I just dropped. I brought a friend coffee and donuts, and then there's twenty bucks yep. that I hadn't planned on actually. So there you go. So those leaks tend to be, and and again, this is why I like the bucket metaphor. They do tend to be spontaneous, right? They do tend to be, you're walking along, the water is sloshing out. And in a sense, not, you know, it's happening because your leg's getting wet. So there's the bucket is emptying. But the reality is, is, is you are, you, you notice, you pay attention, but you don't really connect it to how does this fit into my spending plan? So, so here's the thing, plan for the spontaneity. Sure. So that would be great. So you have a spontaneous line item, but here's what I'm also going back to. If you don't know where your money's going, figure it out. Like if you are not tracking, if you aren't aware, if you don't know what's coming in and going out, if you are not making a plan, our coaches said that's the biggest, biggest issue, not making a plan, not being aware and not following through on that plan because you can plan for the those things that have been leaks in your life. You can, it, It's like having a jar. This is your Tim Horton spontaneity jar for the two weeks, be, you know, if you're planning for two weeks or four weeks. That's just how it goes and you stick to it. And when it runs out, when that virtual jar runs out or then you know and you say, you know what, we can't spend anymore. We've decided we had spent so much money in, uh, on takeout and like we've never been takeout people, but in COVID, you know, we had a little bit of extra money we're grateful for. So sometimes because I was working, maybe feeling like it was harder than normal, I just used that as an excuse and we ordered out. Well, I said, now, now expenses, everything's gone up 30%. So we can't do that anymore. We got to We got to rein in that. It's a, that was a bigger decision yeah. anyway that's so, so that spontaneity those are some of the small things that leak out and and just capturing those right um just being aware of those uh, as you go and and that kind of moves a little bit to maybe the next one which is there are some annual expenses that in terms of budget busters there are some annual expenses that we we have that 
we know come up every year, but we don't really intentionally prepare for them. And those expenses do change from year to year. Um, but they are kind of one-time deals. So we go, oh, okay, you know, I paid for it last year. We had a little bit of a cash flow crunch and, but it, you know, all is well. We carried on through, uh, and then we kind of forget about that till the next year. And so, you know, if you have some annual expenses that have busted your budget this year, then pay attention to them and start taking that and say, okay, that was say a thousand bucks. So we need to put a hundred dollars a month aside. Over the course of the next 11 months, maybe 10 months, right? So give yourself a little grace there. Um, but knowing that next year I'm going to spend a thousand bucks on, on this annual expense. And that might be kids sports. That might be, uh, uh, a putting the pool down. If you have a pool, you know, like there's some of these expenses that happen annually. Um, maybe Christmas. We could yeah. include Christmas well, in that. Well, so I want to read with Sarah Jane. Sure. Yeah. Sarah Jane sent this. In my experience, it isn't about specific budget busters as it is as much about preparation. What I mean by that is that I don't find gym memberships, expensive cell phone bills, etc. are consistently at issue. What I find is that many people do not plan for all of their annual expenses, and she puts all in caps, um, and that comes back to bite them. So she's talking about back to school. If they don't plan for school fees, new shoes, boots, and all of that, including uniforms, maybe, um, Christmas can also derail people as if it's an unexpected expense. And we've often talked about Christmas, Christmas comes every Christmas year. Christmas comes. Put, a, put, like, honestly, automate. Put money aside every week, every two weeks in your plan for Christmas spending so that when December comes or no October now, now is October, November, December. You have got it saved up all year long for Christmas specifically. And we do that in our family automatically. We, do, we have a gift account. We don't do it for Christmas specifically, but it's for gifts in general. And that includes Christmas. And, and gifts are another budget buster in the right. sense of, especially if you have kids. Um, I mean, some of us have experienced a little bit of grace in that in COVID where you know, the kids couldn't be invited to their friends' birthday parties. And, and so there was maybe less of that. But certainly the, the gifts are another one where it's a little bit spontaneous. You don't know when your kids are going to, you know, when their birthdays are. So obviously we want to regularly, consistently be, be, but to be honest, uh, in what we see, and, and again, this is feedback from our coaches is, is that, you know, so every month, there's a gift that's going out for something somewhere, maybe somebody's anniversary, maybe somebody, you know, one of the kids gets invited, maybe it's one of the kids' birthday, like whatever it is, it seems like almost every month there's some spending on gifts. And so just make sure you're covering that and make sure, again, you're putting extra aside because we know when we get to December, that gift, uh, you know, that gift, it's going to be bigger. Um, some people take that and they say, Okay, if I got gift money in my gift account, I'm actually going to buy the Christmas gifts at other times of the year. Don't forget where you put that. Okay, so if you buy it in like March for next year, which is the perfect <laughs> gift and it was on sale and we had the money in our gift account, that's great. And then December rolls around and you're like, did we? I don't remember buying a gift. I better go buy a gift okay, for so this that, person. This actually and, happened. Yeah. Dave found a pair of earrings for me in a drawer. Yeah. 
after Christmas. Guilty like, as charged. Yeah, he yeah. forgot. Yeah. That was very funny. It was a very nice okay. gift that <laughs> I forgot that I bought and I forgot to give you. Oh, so, yeah. 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 Anyway, um, uh, it was very nice to receive the gift, not at Christmas, though. So yeah. there you go. You could almost plan that. Anyway, but here's a question, I guess, in the gift department. And this is um, uh, one of our coaches, Tim, mentioned this. You know, it's gifts, but it's also generosity. So a generous person, this is what he writes, may be tempt, too tempted to give, um, may also be tempted to give more than is responsible with their budget or without consulting their spouse for agreement. So they don't want the accountability um, of all of that, um, of their giving and their spending plan, but they'll give it away when something arises. So that also... Mm -hmm. I don't know. Is that related to spontaneity as well a little bit? Or what What do you see in your coaching, Dave, around this issue? Because some people say, okay, so I've heard this one. Well, I'm going to give it because I know if I just borrow at 1.5 or 2% on my credit line, you know, it's worth it to help somebody. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, great. I mean, again, that I mean, some of this, we these are budget busters. So some of it we could say. You know, the way to beat the budget buster is just to have a, a generosity account that you're putting money into aside into so that, you know, again, you want to be generous. Well, if the money in the generosity account is 500 bucks, then you're going to be generous to 500 bucks. And that's your, your limit. Um, and then there's, there's other times where you're going, okay. So then if you borrow money to be generous, then there's still the question of how do we pay that back? And so in, in a sense, we're talking about budget busters linked to spontaneity. Yes. Well, we actually can get ahead of it. We can start saving. We can have a generosity fund. Um, so you're saying like if I'm out on the road and I hear not on the road, but let's say I'm at the grocery store even, and there's someone that can't cover the grocery bill, even mm -hmm. a stranger. And you say, you know what? Um, I'll help pay the, that. I've done this you before. Know, pay it forward. Right. Kind of well, you know, they're short 25 bucks. So you give them 25 bucks. Well, where is that $25 coming from? I know you guys are thinking it's just 25 bucks. Give the 25 bucks. But still, whether we're talking 25 or whether we're talking 500, um, you know, you're still giving that you haven't planned for. Mm -hmm. um, so we're you're saying have an account that you can put money into regularly, automatically put money into a generosity account, um, or in our case, we call ours a kingdom account, where we're putting that money in. And when a need arises, like that spontaneous somebody needs groceries, we can go to that generosity account instead of taking it out of our regular we account. We might not have it in we our regular account, it, right? Like we might have the right. cash, but when the end of the week comes, we're like, oh, I'm 20 bucks short. Oh, that was, you know. And then there, there, you know, and there's all kinds of. So, now you've got it. You've got it in the account. You've just transferred over into your your cash account, and away you go. So that saves you from bust, busting your budget it because does. you've actually planned. And again, this goes back to the theme over the last two shows: plan what you spend and spend what you plan. Yeah, and and I think the the key there is is when we talk about planning what you spend, you cannot plan everything. So there are these places where. You just simply want to acknowledge that we're going to do our best to prepare for it. Um, you know, stuff like, okay, um, graduation for the kids, right? So let's say one of your kids is graduating from middle school or high school or even university. And 
you want to do something to celebrate that. Well, you know, again, that's not really a surprise, but often we don't really link the cost of a graduation as something that we're actually going to save money for, you know, you don't have a graduation account necessarily because you're going, but, but when you add it up, Hey, even if you say we want to take a, you know, you and your friends out for, you know, an ice cream, well, you know, if they have a few friends, that's a hundred bucks, you know, and, and, you know, you're going, okay. So, you know, that's something that, you know, we do these events or we do these things, which are quite normal and quite natural. And, and we just, we want to do them as parents or as, as money spending. But the reality is, is the, it, the money isn't actually part of your regular plan. Um, so whether you prepare further ahead or whether you have, you know, just, a you know, uh, I sometimes call it blow money where some of my clients, so they just have a regular contribution to a, a, an account that's just blow money. And it just, you know, Hey, whenever something comes up, they can blow it on whatever they want. There's in a sense, uh, no name attached or no plan attached to it. And that works. Uh, again, some of that is just simply acknowledging that we cannot plan everything. And these are the things that bust our budget. And these are the things that get frustrated because you're like, I was doing so well and I was planning what I spend and I was spending what I plan. I was doing what my coach said. And then this thing happened and it just blew it up. And you're like, mm-hmm, yeah. That's, it's frustrating and it's discouraging and you just want to put your head in the sand and forget about all the other stuff and go shopping, right? Like that, that's what you want to do. Well, I guess this leads a little bit into one that I want to talk about. There's two things I want to touch on before the show ends today. And one is when we're discouraged and feel stuck in life, we feel like we can't look at our finances. We get discouraged by the leaks, mm-hmm. by the, by all of it. And then we, um, we just drop the ball when we're mm-hmm. discouraged. So how is that? How is how is our emotional state affecting our spending plan and our finances? Well, and again, I think from from looking at some of the responses of our coaches and and some of the experiences that that we're seeing is it's just simply um, again there is a recognition that absolutely you know all of this plan what you spend spend what you plan. Um, you know, making sure that you stay disciplined in that, um, you know, we take emotion out of that. Hey, that's easy, right? Put life and, and, and emotion <laughs> back in. Uh, hey, there's all kinds of, of ways that, that we, in a sense, justify or we, you know, these, these are important things. So it's really important, uh, you know, again, to, to, um, to, to recognize that emotion is actually a much bigger player in how we spend money, how we think about money. Like that is such a big player. And so how do we do that? Well, one of them is, is just, um, you know, if you know that you're not feeling well or that you're not in, in a great emotional state, then, then, f- uh, find a way to, to actually go, well, then I'm not going to spend money or I need to have some sort of barrier to if I, if I again want to do some shopping therapy. Well, I'm going to use cash and I'm going to take the 50 bucks out and I'm going to go shopping and I'm only going to spend the 50 bucks and I'm going to leave my debit card and credit card at home because, uh, I, you know, that's, I, that's my shopping therapy. So 
recognizing that uh, there are ways that you cannot blow your budget. Uh, that but you, you, can... you know, on this piece, the emotion piece, the mental health piece, mm-hmm. I, I feel like you guys who are listening, I feel like maybe even some of the folks that listen to our show, we're in this privileged class of people a bit where we don't suffer like those with lower incomes do. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I have any easy answers for this, but I think being in community is one of the best ways for us to deal with mental health and finances. And what is that community? I, like? I think, Reb, you, you beat me to the punch. I was just going to say, and, and find a friend. Um, you know, again, whenever it talks about finances, so often we suffer in silence and, and we, we don't want to share and we don't want to say how bad it is or, or just how we're feeling and how bad it is. Sometimes it's not as bad as, as we are thinking or feeling. And uh, having a trusted person, having someone who can sit next to you and, and they don't have to solve all your problems. By the way, if you're the person who they're sharing with, probably not looking for, for you to solve all the problems, just simply to hear the, the frustration or to hear this is where I'm at. And, and, you know, um, so you're absolutely right. You know, getting creative in community and, you know, for, for some of us, we, we rely a lot on community, um, just, just partially for money saving. So you say, well, we can't afford to do that. Well, is there another creative way or does, you know, I have to cut a tree down. I don't have a chainsaw. My neighbor does. Yes, I have to humble myself and and say, can you help me? Not just can I borrow your chainsaw, but can you help me uh, as we go cut this tree down together or whatever it is, uh, you know, and just recognizing that it re- community is such a big piece um, to, to our money stories. Uh, the individual world that we live in even again, if I just reference um, generationally, we're in a generation where you know kids and parents are are buying two different homes. You know, like we we have a home, and our kids are thinking about buying a home, and so they buy a home, and now there's two homes. Where generations ago, there might might, might be three generations living in the same home or on the same homestead. Why? Because that's what they needed to do to afford it, uh, and so. There's a lot of pressure there on what is, you know, so what really, we need to do. So really we're saying one of the ways to combat that that emotional um, shutdown of our finances is to be in community and to find a safe place. I, I know some of these responses, even as we're talking about them and, our, and the solutions I use in air quotes, um, you know, are, your, your story is unique. And you might be saying, well, it's nice for you to say that, but my story is really hard. You know, in that case, we'd really encourage you to call our office because we hear a lot of hard stories and we might not have the answers that you want us to provide for you, but we will walk with you. We will maybe put you in the right direction to a community or to services or um, or we can help advocate for you in some cases. So um, I'm just going to pray um because these are um you know this is hard a, issues they're hard, hard they're issues. Hard, 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 hard hard issues <laughs> and i you know anyway lord we need your help show mm. us your way yeah. teach us your way from psalm 25 for you are the god of our salvation 
and on you we do wait all the day. Lord, we need your help. We don't, we, we're just standing here trying to walk with people and walk with each other and be in community, but we get discouraged. We get discouraged in our finances. And there are things that are happening where the money drains out and we find ourselves behind at the end of the month. Will you help us? We call to you and I pray that you help our listeners, that you would help us as a community of believers to look to you and say, teach us your way. Lord, show us how to do this one day at a time. And I just uh, thank you that we can call on you today in Jesus name. Well, thank you for joining us today. It's just Reb and I today, and uh, we just so enjoy that uh, you listen in. We're so blessed uh, when you comment or when you reach out and just uh, share your own stories. So uh, thank you. Thank you for joining us and join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.